You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. So it's time now for Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. She has over 30 years' experience helping babies, small children and their families. She's with us every Monday to answer your questions. You can give us a call. It's 1-800-543-772. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Of course, my first question before we get to our callers is, um, how do you advise managing small children when you have no voice? <laughs> A lot of sign language with hands. Big sign language. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stop. <laughs> Stop. They don't listen to me anyway. Nah. Sign language isn't going to help. <laughs> Take a micro- microphone home. Start that way. <laughs> Loud speaker. Um, we've got Alice on the phone at the moment. She has a five and a half month year old. Yeah. Those half month, those half years matter a lot. Um, so she's got. A few questions. The first one's about settling at night. So I'll let Alice take over for me. Hi, Alice. How are you? Hi there. Well, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Okay, Alice, what's your first question? Yeah, so my daughter, she's nearly six months. She's six months next week. Um, And she's been sleeping, um, I mean, from about three months, she's kind of sleeping through the night with a dream feed. So down at seven-ish, dream feed at 10.30, and then up again at six. Um, But I'd say the last two to three weeks, she's been kind of a lot more unsettled at night. So she still goes down okay, but she often will wake up around 8 or 8.30 um, right. and then kind of wake up for the dream feed, whereas usually she just slept through. Yep. And occasionally, again, even at 1 or 3 right. in the morning. So sometimes we can settle her, sometimes we can't, and I end up needing to feed her. And I'm just kind of not Lost. really sure why she's doing it. I'm a bit nervous about creating bad habits if mm. I am kind of feeding her um, right. to get her back down. Um, but she has also started kind of being a lot more mobile. She started commando crawling, so I don't know if that's all part of part why of she's it. Yeah, waking up and yeah. that sort of thing because she'll often be kind of stuck in an awkward corner in the cot. Yeah, um, to, and yeah. you have to get her back out again. Now, Alice, yeah, can I ask you? Have you started solids with her yet? We have yet. Okay. So I started when she was probably four and a half months, yeah. um, and started off quite slowly. And have recently kind of upped, upped the ante a bit. So we're now ah. on three, three solids today. So you've upped the ante and your nights have become a little bit more difficult. <laughs> yes. And okay. I have, I mean, I'm still doing five milk feeds. Yep. Um, breastfeeds? So I was doing six. Sorry, breastfeeds. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. I was doing six and I've... I suspect I know where the problem is here. (laughs) So sometimes when you increase solids too fast, it's too much for the baby. So therefore, when they take their breastfeeds, they only have a drink instead of a feed. And then they revert their feeding pattern and they wake up more frequently at night to be able to feed. So I think we can slowly turn this back around again. So usually, how much food is she eating when you offer her food? So breakfast, she's less interested. So she'll probably have, I don't know, almost one ice cube of yep. kind of fruit and a little bit of wheat bix or something yep. like that. Um, but for lunch and dinner, she's pretty keen. So she'll have, I'd say, three tablespoons yeah. maybe for each so one. So three tablespoons of food is probably the equivalent to almost a seven-month-old. So I think you're right. You've just okay. gone in too fast too soon. <laughs> okay. So yeah. let's pull back the food 
and see okay. if we can level this out so she, she gets the right balance between the food and the fluid. And then we'll do some gentle resettling at night. So okay. I think keep your structure of your dream feed back in place, okay, yep. at 10, 10.30. And we're going to drop her back to just two meals. So okay. one in the morning, so early morning breastfeed between 6 and 7, wherever her day starts. Then about an hour later, offer her about... Um, one cube of food okay yep. so um, be careful with the the wheat bix it might be a little bit harder for her to digest so maybe something like a baby cereal would be okay. a little bit easier and there's mm-hmm. lots on the market you know you can have sure. oats and you can have rice cereal and pull back a little bit on the fruit because it's just a sugary content to the food mm-hmm. so we can so about it would look like about a tablespoon of food And it's about 10 to 12 teaspoons of food for the baby, okay, Okay. once it's warmed up. Then um, go through and breastfeed her during the day to get her back to feeding effectively. And Mm -hmm. then a little maybe um, vegetable meal in the afternoon around that 4, 4.30 window. So say you fed her at 6 and then offered her some food around 7, 7.30, then her next feed would might be 9 to 10 one to two at four thirty. Give her, her one cube of veggies. Then maybe a little yep. breastfeed just as a fluid, and then yep. a nice big feed at seven o'clock. So I okay. think if we pull back on your solids, she'll feed more effectively in the day, and then you'll get back into your dream feed again. Sometimes dream feeds do inadvertently teach a baby to wake up because they're waking up Mm. for a feed. So, you know, I think if we can look at it in that strategy, you'll go and apply your settling between 7 and 10 and 10 and 6 in the morning. Over the next couple of days, it'll start to come back into place. So really try and avoid feeding her. Uh, If you can, so yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd really have a go at settling her. She only needs okay. one feed overnight, so we'll use it as the dream feed at this point. And yeah. Alice, okay. has, um, we've got to slip one question. We have another caller, Alice, but if you can slip in your second question, question. we'll try and get to that and then we'll get to the next caller as well. Yeah, sure. So just um, briefly, we're actually heading off to Bali um, yep. in a couple of days. Yep. So I just wanted to know whether you've got any, t- it's the first time flying with her, whether yep. you've got any tips on kind of how to My get her... Yeah, back into time. My quickest my quickest tip is that she needs fluid every three hours she's flying, and I think it's an eight-hour or seven-hour flight up to Bali. Yeah. And the other tip is whatever time you arrive in Bali, just pick the day up from that time frame. So if you arrive at four in the afternoon, at 4.30, give her her solids. At six, give her a bath, a feed, and put it down to bed. Bali okay. isn't too bad. It's only about a two-hour difference, so it'll be absorbed Mm -hmm. in your first day. So by the end of the first day in Bali, you need to be back at the point where you're putting her down at 7 o'clock at night. Great. Excellent. Well, Alice, have a lovely time in Bali. Thank you. And remember, I I couldn't remember everything that Chris told me when she was giving me advice when mine (laughs) was small. So um, this will be online this afternoon if you want to come back and revisit any of that advice. Fantastic. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thanks, Alice. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Our next caller is Michelle from Melbourne, and she has an almost two-year-old boy. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Good. You ask, You want to ask Chris a question? Yeah, I've just got to – I can go ahead now. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> um, my question is just with regards to – it's a behavioural one um, with regards to my almost two-year-old who seems to be favouring – dad quite a bit um but it's 
there's tantrums associated with that and also um, just the, the overall attitude and it just seems like um, we try to change the routine a little bit so if I pick him up from care or if um, dad picks him up with care so it just alters a little bit so that yeah. he's not getting too um, used to one yeah. and sort of thinking okay I can just um, take um, uh, um, how do you say it um, not favourite but just yeah. sort of get used to some one person and then sort of go okay then I'll, I can play up on, on the other one that's right so yeah yes. So that's the struggle we're having at the moment and it sort of went to a bit of a head the other day where he just kept saying to me, no, no, you're daddy and in, in, a, in actually in a group of people he'll start calling me daddy and um, Oh, he's very dad confused. Mom. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got himself all muddled up there. So the best thing to understand about two-year-olds is to use bribery, corruption and deception. <laughs> But, you know, there's probably a very nice way of doing this. Most children at some point will play their parents off each other and what they're looking for is a united front, okay? So if you've decided to put him in the bath, for instance, and he starts yelling out, no, daddy, 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 what first thing is you've got to pick your battle. So is it worth this battle? And the second thing is that if you've decided that it's time to do what you've started to do, which is that you've muddled it around so he doesn't get in a predictable pattern of behaviour with one parent, then the other parent has to follow through. So you've said, okay, we're going to have a bath now. And he yells out, daddy, daddy. Then daddy needs to say, no, mummy's bathing you today. So if we can keep the consistency going, then he's got less boundaries to push. You know, okay. even though you'll have to negotiate with him and, you know, use bribery, corruption and deception. But yep. in essence, what you're showing him is a united front. Okay. You know, we both are talking to you about this one thing. You know, you are going to have a bath. Mummy's putting you in the bath. When you get out of the bath, Daddy can read you a story. So it's not about us being right. It's just giving him the sequence that's going okay. to happen and it being united and he's two so he's going to push all those boundaries so you know I have this little quick step some some behaviors you just got to ignore and walk away from and if sure. there's any consolation at all Michelle I say to my little boy <laughs> I love you Arlo and he says I love daddy yeah, that's what he says every yeah, single time. I got I got an I love you this morning and I almost oh, wow. smothered him to death with kisses, yeah. which is probably but put I us think, back. I think we have to be careful with the I love yous because love is, you know, forever. And, <laughs> you know, we can get them confused. As one mum said to me, how, how can I get him to love me more? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. you know, it's like chocolate, that, no, it's constant. Yeah, yeah, so... Think of the developmental stage as him trying to work out and use negotiation and he's a little bit out of control, especially after daycare, he's a little bit out of control. So pick your battles and be consistent with it and be united in the decision. Even if later you decide it was the wrong answer, at the time, try and be as consistent as you can. Okay. All right. And hang in there. Hang Hang in. in. He'll be three (laughs) one day. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for your call. Thank you so much. Um, well, that is it for Kindling Helpline today. Uh, thank you so much, Chris, for coming That's in. It's a pleasure. That's Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. She'll be back with us next week. So if you have any trouble calling in live, send us a text 0437 Hi, we're the Beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-It-All knows. 
Hello, beanies. Hello, the beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.